Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. I have a question. I have left many messages on your telephone answering machine. Why haven't you called me back? Norm, I want to tell your listeners about how I was tricked into having sexual intercourse while opening Christmas presents. Some of the men I dated during the last holiday season gave me gifts wrapped in silver wrapping paper. Please know that this is a trick. While I was opening the gift I happened to look down and into the silver wrapping paper. What I saw in the wrapping paper was a reflection of the man I was dating. He was standing behind me and he was naked and his big dick was out. Hello. When I saw his dick and balls in the reflection coming off my silver foil wrapped Christmas gift, I went fucking crazy and I sucked and fucked him. Men know that if a woman is shown a dick and a set of swollen throbbing banging balls, she will likely fuck it and suck it. I have found a way to eliminate this horror from ever happening to any woman again. All a gal has to do is carry a canister of black spray paint. Simply drop the spray paint canister into the bag that contains your stained cum panties. If you get a Christmas present wrapped in silver wrapping paper, spray paint the silver foil wrapping paper black. In that way you won't be conned into fucking a man because the reflection of his nude body standing behind you won't be reflected off your foil-wrapped Christmas gift. Silver Christmas wrapping paper is your enemy, ladies. You'll take a dick every time. Norm, two years ago I was riding a holiday horse at the world-famous Christmas ranch in Michigan. Let me tell you about it. I was sitting on the saddle atop an enormous Christmas horse named Toby but the saddle was horribly loose. Well, I spun around and was hanging upside down under the horse. Everyone was looking at me. It was very awkward. To make matters worse, I was still holding on to the reins. While I was sitting atop the saddle underneath the horse, I was sodomized again and again by the Christmas horse. His enormous pink knob violated my stink star again and again. It was twenty hellish miles back to the stables. They had to cut the saddle off the horse. I have an audio recording of the horse banging me out. I'll play it now. There's a horse dick in my ass. Help! That's the end of the recording. Some people visiting the Christmas ranch took pictures of me hanging upside down under the horse while I was getting dicked. In the photographs you can see that my eyes were rolled back and my mouth was open, and I was white-knuckling the reins while large quantities of vaginal juices dripped from my pussy. Norm they had to destroy Toby and they did that by swinging a sledgehammer into Toby's gash-hungry head. Once a horse gets a taste of pussy they can never be a regular horse again. It's a well-known fact. The people that run the Christmas ranch called for a tow truck. The driver of the tow truck hooked a cable around my waist and pulled me off Toby's schlong. That's my come alarm. I gotta go. I make it a point to come ten or more times a day. It's time for me to come now. I wear out ten dildos a month. I sell my beaver bats online. I mail potential buyers a tiny sample of my dildo so that buyers can smell the rubber and then decide if they want to buy one of my beaver bones. My vaginal juices are seasoned and very powerful. My fuckhole stink embeds itself to the very core of my dildos. I just turned on my dildo. All my friends call me cum panty. You can call me cum panty too. 
If you would like a photo of me getting jammed by Toby while still sitting on the saddle while hanging underneath him, let me know. I love your podcasts. Who wouldn't for Christ's sake? Happy holidays. Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, abso-fucking-looting-free, Norm Augustinus. Hang on, will ya? So I'm not 100% right now because you ever see a Quaker Oats oatmeal, the container, it's round, I don't know, six inches, you know, Quaker Oats, six inch round package, plastic lid. I ate the entire fucking contents of that that was weed in it, marijuana, I'm not shitting you. I had it next to my bed and I just kept reaching for it while I was watching The Bishop's Wife, It's a Christmas Show About an Angel. And I just kept eating the fucking weed handfuls of it, one full handful after another. When I got up today, all the fucking marijuana that I didn't swallow was between my teeth. I've never been so goddamn wasted in my life. I remember I was fucked up before I passed out, and I had the Quaker Oats oatmeal container upside down, and I was dancing around with my 15.5-pound fucking dick, and I was pounding on the bottom of the oatmeal container, which was empty, like I was an Indian. I was moving up and down and doing that, you know, like a drum beat on the bottom of the Quaker Oats, and then I was fucking gone. I didn't remember nothing else. You ever had anything like that happen? Jumping around, and I have leather moccasins. I got leather Indian moccasins. I think they're imitation, but I got those, and I wish I'd have wore them, but I was completely fucking gone. When I woke up, I was laying on my side, and the Quaker Oats oatmeal container was down the hall like it had rolled down there. That's how gone I was. Nobody eats fucking weed like that out of a Quaker Oats oatmeal container, the round thing, like I did last fucking night. And I thought, oh, man, I, I guess I really don't care if I wake up. You know, you get to a point in your life and you think, you know, I've done a lot of shit. I cross over. I, there's nothing I can fucking do that's going to happen anyways. And when you get to that point, when you genuinely mean it, when you're right at that fucking tip, that's when something clear comes to you finally through all the bullshit and all the garbage and all the noise that you have to hear. At that mo moment, you'll finally hear one clear fucking thought. It'll go silent, and you'll hear this with the crystal clarity of a recording that I've probably never made. You'll hear it like that, and it'll get to you. It deeply will affect you. Unfortunately, I didn't hear that fucking sound. I was too goddamn gone on marijuana, on fucking weed. Now, that's been conning paralyzer that I ate. Fucking $4,000 a brick. You can only get it in Michigan. Good luck if you want to get it. I can't be your supplier. I get email after email asking if I'll get them a brick of pinconning paralyzer. Well, that's four grand. If I was even to do that, I'd have to attach $2,000 onto that price for hazard pay to get it and mail it to you. $4,000 a brick because it's made in Michigan. 97% THC. You can just hold the shit. If you're holding your fucking joint, if you're holding your doobie, whatever you want to call it, your pre-roll, I don't really know. If you're holding it and your fingers are wet because you were playing with your cock and it's your fingers are covered and cum, if you're holding that weed 
And that fucking wrapping paper, if you wrapped that as some zigzag wrapping paper, rolling paper, if you're holding that fucking weed stick, your cum will kind of go through the paper, and then that marijuana will be absorbed, that THC will be absorbed into your fucking skin and into your bloodstream, and you'll get wasted before you even fucking light the fucking weed stick. You'll be gone before you even get a chance to light the flamethrower. You'll be wasted. That's how powerful this shit is. And I ate that entire fucking container, man. I don't know what the fuck I was trying to do. You know, I was so gone, I usually whack off if I'm wasted. I was so fucking gone, I couldn't even beat my own meat. I'm not going to feel fucking guilty for beating my meat. If I got 15.5 pounds of fucking blubber down there that can make me feel good for five fucking seconds, I'm going to hammer it. I know you do too. It's publication. They did a stress. I got these periodicals, stress fucking report, they called it. All kinds of shit that reveals all this stuff. Beating my meat. So I want to talk about something. And I don't know how I can say it correctly. I don't know if I can even assemble this correctly. I may be still too fucking gone. As I sit here on this creaky old chair, I got this fucking old chair. But I can't get rid of it, and I'll tell you why. There was a chick about when I was much younger. She just hit 16 fucking years old, and she was really after me. And I banged her on this chair when I was working at fucking one of the fucking Tandy stores a long time ago. This was their chair. When they let me go, I threw the chair out the back fucking door, and I took it with me. But she banged me out in a fucking back room in the back room at fucking Tandy. I think they used to call it Radio Shack when I was a kid years of fucking go. And we banged, I, we banged on that chair. I couldn't get rid of the chair because it had a special fucking foam in it, some China foam, something made in fucking China, but by a handful of chinks, all standing in line, doing whatever it is they have to do, going wherever it is they have to go. And I think the foam absorbed her pussy odor in such a way, and the fabric on it's different. When I banged her on it, I was sitting on a chair. She was on top of me with her legs bent, and her legs were spreading around me, you know, facing me, and we're, ki- we're kissing. And that chair has always smelled like her pussy. And I use this chair. It's like a good luck fucking thing. When I get on this chair and my ass starts to heat up trying to talk to something like you, it starts to talk, heat up. And then the stink, the odor gets fucking kind of smushed and gets like evaporated into the air, spread out, decimated, decimated into the air, the atoms, the molecules, whatever you want to call it. It fills up whatever I'm sitting on and I can smell her pussy all over again. Of course, now. She's like a fucking bag of shit, probably. Got a head like a fucking basketball. Blubber around her stomach. Her head's gone oval instead of round. You don't really want them now. But you can always have that memory the time you fucked on this chair. And I never could get rid of this chair. In fact, when I'm buried, when I croak, when I cough out, I'm going to have somebody put this chair in a coffin with me because there'll be a period where my body starts to expand and, and swell up and shit. And then the bodies actually get warm. Did you know that? Even dead in the ground, they get warm. It's like compost pile. You have a compost pile. It's actually warm. You can pull up some of the leaves or whatever you put in there. In the middle of winter, and you'll feel heat inside the compost pile by this fucking action that's happening with the breaking down process. And that's what happens when you're fucking with compost and all the other shit. So I'm going to have this thrown into the coffin when I'm in there. I want to blow up, get really warm, 
and kind of activate the stink on this. And for the last time, I can smell what her pussy was like, what that lovemaking was like. At that moment in time, I can have it with me always and forever. I got it right now in here. And I'm telling you, man, I'm fucking starting to smell some pussy, man. It's smelling really fucking good, motherfucker. I'm smelling it, and it's waving up, and I can actually think I can see some kind of fucking steam-like vapor coming off the seat because I'm warming it up with my fucking ass and my gigantic fucking balls. They're like oranges. One time when I was a kid, my mother, she's dead now, thank God. One time when I was a kid, my mother, my balls were so big, they were like oranges or tangerines. I went to a doctor because she thought something was wrong with them. I remember how many balls and shit your mother has seen before she has to pretend that she's now noble and regular and, and a good person. She knew balls that weren't normal. The doctor told her his balls are normal. His dick is normal. He's got a big fucking gift. And that's what it is. It's a big fucking gift. If you're a chick and you're listening to me, I would come to your house and bang you out and your twin sister, especially if you got twins. I once fucked triplets. That's no shit. They just laid on top of each other, their stomach down in top of each other, all three of them. Their legs were spread. I had them elevated, and I just banged them out, and then it was like this thing you could pump with your foot, like something that a mechanic uses, and I could lower them or raise them and get that hole right to where my 15.5 pounds of dick is, and I just pummeled them the fuck away. You know, they were all unconscious when I was done fucking them. Sweat dripping off each one of them. I pushed them out of my way on this fucking roller thing that a mechanic would use. When I came back, there was a puddle of perspiration from the fucking that I gave them. When I fuck chicks, this is no shit. They walk like they're bull-legged. They look like a Mexican, some spick that was working in the fields fucking pulling beans all day. And that's what they look like. They get bull-legged, cross-eyed and bull-legged. That's what the fuck they look like. I'm not going to be sorry for how I describe things and what I've seen. This is what I've seen. This is what I'm reporting. I'll be right back. Thought I heard a noise outside the cabin. I just got a new M72 Law rocket launcher. Sorry about that. Uh, where was I? <sighs> so, I want to talk about something. And that something is this. I have to figure out how to hear the squeaking of this chair. That started when I was fucking this chick who used to come in, came out on a bicycle. You should have seen her. Would come to the shop on a bike, man and would walk into the shop and I'd see her. And because I'm so good-looking, this chick wanted to fuck me. Now, you know riding that bicycle to get to that place where your correspondent was employed, getting to that place, you know how fucking wet she was? It's incredible. I would see the wetness go down to her kneecaps inside her pant legs because she was having fucking rain showers in her pants thinking about your correspondent. You know how lucky you are about to hear that? The insight you're getting now? You know how fucking fabulous this is? I never say fabulous. I'm a little fucking worried about that. This is a fucking man show. This is not a fruity show. This is a man show. Fruits around here. So she used to come in on a bicycle 
and it was incredible. The bicycle, see, I tried to fucking get the bike seat off once when she was in the toilet after I was done banging her out. I try to do that. A lot of chicks will go into the toilet and they'll use a spoon and they'll scrape out all the cum out of their cunt and they'll try to catch it. That shit's liquid gold to them. Then later on, they'll look at it, take their time paying for it, loving it, feeling the texture, looking at it through the fucking window, holding it up on a fucking slide for a microscope. Chicks are nuts about that shit. I tried to get the seat off one time and I was going to tell her somebody stole it. I never smelled anybody that smelled that good, that tantalizing. And, of course, it had something to do with my dick, which is 10 fucking 15.5 pounds. As I'm looking at it now, I actually have a punching bag on. This is no shit. It's a two-ounce punching bag. It's the one barely even padded that you can kill somebody with. I'm actually going to get ready. Sometimes I do it. I just start punching my dick with my two-ounce punching glove on. You know, boxing glove? I just start punching the fuck out of it, the dickhead and everything. It's so goddamn lovable. It's so fucking pudgy. It's like Godzilla's baby in one of his fucking movies. He made a movie and he had his baby. That's what my dick look like. looks like right now between my legs. It looks like a little pudgy Godzilla baby, and I just want to start fucking punching it with my fucking two-ounce boxing glove right now. I'm going to fucking do it just punching it, punching it. Hear that? doesn't hurt. It's there waiting for me. It's my Universal Studios. It's my Disneyland. It's right fucking there, and I don't have to drive all over the place and spend thousands of fucking dollars, simp. There it is. Let's take a ride, man. 15.5 pounds. And, of course, I know that. Why do I know that? Because I tell it all the time. I had a friend once that sold cocaine. He was a cocaine salesman, and I knew him. He had a fucking mechanical scale there. This fucking guy was great. One of the funniest people he ever met. And he didn't know he was funny. Just funny naturally. Just different naturally. Thank God for people like fucking that. Or you'd die way quicker. Have to be around some bitch buying her cotexes and rags. Vaginal creams taking her to the fucking doctor. Worrying about her goddamn tits and cancer and all kinds of other shit. Like who needs that shit? Incredible. Fucking guy would sell cocaine. And he would put it on his kid's shoulders. I say this all the time. It's true, though. He'd fucking put the coke on his kid's shoulders. He had a daughter, and he had a fucking son, little kids. He'd put the coke on their shoulders in the wintertime on these heavy coats. They were, like, made of wool. And he had these little vacuums. He'd go into the place where the people bought the coke. He'd send his fucking kids in there with a little vacuum. They got the vacuum, too. It was free. Had two fucking C batteries in it or something. Two C or double A's or triple A's. I don't really know. They'd give him the vacuum, the customer, and then they'd use their vacuum and they'd suck the cocaine off the kid's shoulders. He had it on his shoulders too. And they got to keep the, the, the fucking vacuum because the cocaine was in the fucking vacuum bag. It was brilliant. I always thought that was fantastic. One of the greatest minds I had ever seen. You have to understand that I feel like I'm fucking trapped in a world of dullards, of imbeciles. Slow fucking thinkers walking around, big bag of cum between their legs, some chick filled with fucking eggs, moving her hips around, shaking the eggs loose. I mean, how fucking tiring can that get? Well, very tiring. It was incredible. That's all I know. I got 15.5 pounds. I stuck my dick on his scale that he used the way the coke it was a mechanical scale. I still hear that clunk all the fucking time. You know, you replay stuff. There's a couple choice items you have in your life, and mine too, and you'll replay this shit. And you might say, if only I would have, if only I could have, that same old shit people do. But you can't get rid of it. You don't know why. No way, no how. 
I can still hear the clunk of that fucking thing hit, especially when a sister came over and licked my knob to get to coke off. The remaining coke, when I put it on the scales on my shaft and on my dickhead, his sister, which was in, she was incredible. She came over and licked my cockhead too. Just licked it off. I watched her. You ever get into like a trance? You're watching somebody. It's like someone being killed or there's a ritual going on. You cannot look away. I've done that many times, seen that many times, seen many dead people many times and accidentally have killed people up here in upper northern Michigan accidentally. They're gone now. But I watched like that, like somebody was giving, getting vivisectioned, and I watched as she was licking my cock head. How enjoyable can it be for a bitch to do that? It must be incredible. It must be liberating or something. So I want to talk about something. Now that we're warmed up here, now that we're connected once again, it's like fucking turning on a, an old radio with tubes in it, an old TV tu radio tube thing from the 40s or 30s or whatever. You gotta fucking let it warm up before you really hear the rich golden hues, and that's what you're hearing now. There's no other fucking voice like this. There's no other mind like this. Why people would go anywhere else other than fucking listen to me, I have no goddamn idea. I've been doing this recording for fucking 25 years. There's no one else that's done it that goddamn long. You know why they don't write about me? You know why they don't talk about your correspondent? Because they can't do this shit. They were to expose this. They were to expose how I can talk, the abilities I have, the superhuman abilities. If they were to expose this, others would hear this, and then they'd say, holy shit, what I've been listening to is garbage. It's rubbish. Fucking fortnight after fortnight of listening to goddamn rubbish. They don't want to expose me to versus them. They just don't want that. Bunch of fucking people talking on a fucking microphone. $10,000 studio in there with nothing. Look at this. You talk laughing. Let's laugh and talk a fucking FM radio that I could have heard for years on a fucking radio. FM radio format. I don't have any of that shit. I'm fucking sitting on this chair and maybe midway through this, I'm going to lay on my side and pump off. And I'm going to look through fucking Steer Magazine. It's a fucking magazine you can't get. It's not about cows. It's about prime rate bitches wearing Catholic girls fucking skirts and wearing fucking white panties and white socks. It's called Steer Magazine. You can't get it. You have to be invited to get it. I may be laying on my side, fuck stick, beating my 15.5 pounds, just picking my dick up and letting it drop and hearing that thud of that powerful thud that hit the floor. Thud. Boom. I'm going to be hearing that. And I'm going to be laying on my side. I might do that. I might lift my legs right now and lay them against this fucking wall up here and just take picture after picture of my cock with the camera off, the sound, the clicking sound, you can't hear it, while I'm talking to you. I have that ability, that kind of multitasking. You have that kind of ability of multitasking? No. You're selling birdhouses online. You got some scam you're selling online. You got nothing like that. You got your snowblower going. You think your bitch cares about your snowblower? She'll say anything to you to keep the fucking bills paid, to keep her housed. All she wants to do is dildo herself off. She's got anxiety issues. She's got stress. She'll do anything. She'll act like anybody. Always understand that. What you're looking at with the bitch in front of you is not a real person. It's a person fabricated for you. They're like they're bipolar. They'll become anything you want them to become so long as they're housed because they know they can't make a living on their fucking own. At least temporarily they can, possibly when they're young. When they're desirous, as they get older, they don't want to do fucking work for nobody ever. You're paying for her shit, Ed. So I want to talk about something. That's something that's recently happened. 
and it's probably it's it might be borderline illegal it may be some litigious thing that i'm going to say right now but i don't give a flying fuck why because i'm free and you're not i feel good and possibly you don't you might be on blood pressure pills, a constant fucking candle lit inside your fucking mind, burning you up about some bullshit. I don't have that. I don't care. And I mean it. People say I don't care. They don't really care. What they're saying is they're scared to death and they really do care. But bloody well, I don't fucking care at all. I want to tell you something now. And I've been trying to think of how I can get this out correctly, how I can develop this, how I can put it in a way that my audience would understand. Now, according to somebody who wrote me years ago, I think they were really jealous at my abilities at our group here, at our gathering, our special club. I think they were super jealous. They told me that my audience has a sixth grade education. I find that hard to believe. But if you have a sixth grade education, that's fine, especially if it's kept between us and it doesn't get out and it's not a publication and that's all good shit so i'm going to talk about this area because it's the holidays and it's the holidays and this happened at the holidays i'm talking christmas and new year's and thanksgiving thanksgiving of course is is out but i'm talking about that feeling and that special moment and that warmness you get at the holidays for just a short time suddenly they're not fucking riding on your on your back of your car suddenly they're not fucking hitting the brakes and hoping you crash into them suddenly they almost talk to you like you're a human being during this little short moment this little break it's like that fucking movie where everybody gets to shoot everyone and kill everyone for a short time that's what's been going on in this country with regards to holidays for a you know a long time that special couple little day window where you're gonna feel warmer and closer to everybody i always do that because I'm so good with women. I'm always doing that. And I can always feel warm there. You attach, you just deattach, you attach, you deattach. You just keep this fucking chain link fence going again and again. So there's a woman up here. Now, when I say woman, I'm saying a younger woman. A younger woman. Like a woman that would actually be desirable. I'm not talking about an old bag of shit. Her period stopped. She doesn't got any fucking eggs in her. She's got all these old fucking memories of taking dick. She's got all these inherited abilities. And when it comes to fucking, that's all a woman is. You should always be wary of that and understand that. When you meet up with a bitch, whatever way she's fucking you and you're loving it, about a hundred other men behind you, imbecile, taught her all these tricks. She's just using all these. It's like you're a homo. You're having sex with a man, the ghost of men in her that taught her all this shit on fucking, and now she's doing it to you. And you're thinking, wow, I really got something there. Yeah, you got something there. You got something like she's equivalent to something you'd find at the Salvation Army. Used up, fucking vacant, empty. You can't really iron it anymore, and the stains, some of them aren't coming out. So there's this woman up here, this good-looking woman. I'm saying woman out of safety. There's this good-looking woman up here, and I've been at her house once or twice because I know her parents. I know her parents. That's how it is. You know, you know your parents. Yeah, that's how it is. And it's the holidays. So once or twice already, I have been invited to their house to come up to their house. And now I'm, I'm up really far up here. I'm up in upper northern Michigan. I live on 100 fucking acres. The 100 acres actually abuts to the fucking state forest, the national forest up here in upper northern Michigan. Now, two-thirds of Michigan is just forests. 
It's trees upon trees upon trees, sand dunes and quicksand and lakes and rivers and streams and brooks and all kinds of fucking fish, all kinds of wildlife, all kinds of rare birds. They live up here from about Saginaw, Midland, somewhere, all the way up to the to the upper peninsula of Michigan, which is about 1.10 billion acres that's up in the upper peninsula. Now, that's my yard. It just abuts to that. And I've got a small manicured area, about an acre big, that I use to take off and land on my ultralight aircraft. I've been a pilot for years, a private pilot. And I've had a couple close calls. I've even crashed on the ultralight and lived. But I always felt better for it. One time I crashed, and when I came out of the water and looked around, there was a woman standing there. And I ended up fucking that woman. I think it was like the Florence Nightingale effect. Was Florence Nightingale a nurse? Something like that, where someone helps you. You need to fuck them. Someone helps you like that, a woman, you want to hump them, you want her to suck you off, you want to connect to them, you feel super connected to that moment. It's like something like the Stockholm Syndrome or whatever they call that. If there's a bank robber, they don't know why, but chicks want to fuck the guy. Well, I know why. He's got balls. He acts like a goddamn man. He's not a fucking fruit. He's not worried about pronouns and whatever all your bullshit is. There's a man standing there with a big set of balls and a gun, and she wants to fuck him. She's a close to him. That's what she wants. She says, wow, I want to fuck this guy. I never felt so turned on in my life. I'm going home to somebody like you. So her parents invited me to the house, and I went to the house. This is Now, this is a couple weeks ago, and we're going to get this up. We're going to move this closer to current time. And I went to the house, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful house. It's over on Lake Superior. It's on the shore of Lake Superior. I went to the house, and they got their Christmas tree up, and the whole house is decorated. You have to drive down a long fucking driveway. At the end of the driveway, they've got wreaths, and they've got Christmas decorations. The driveway is long and gravelly. And when you get to the house, even the house is decorated. It has like a 15-foot wreath in front of the house. If you walk behind the house around this huge area, you can see the Lake Superior right behind the house. The whole house is decorated for the holidays. When I went into the house, it was decorated too. She had a huge Christmas tree in the foyer. She had Christmas trees in the den and in the living room. She had Christmas trees and decorations in the kitchen. There's this massive walkout patio on the second floor. It's just huge. And there's all kinds of Christmas decorations there. In the backyard, there's some deer, and even the deer are lit up. I thought they looked like so much like a deer that I thought they were real deer until they turned the deer on. And even then, they were just stunning, just beautiful. There's a set of snowmobiles, five or six snowmobiles, in this beautiful parking area in the backyard. So when I came into the house, this woman comes up to me, and that's his wife, and this other man comes up to me, and that's his, you know, he's the man, and she's the woman. They're married. But then the daughter comes down the staircase. Motherfucker. One of the most beautiful fucking women I've ever seen. Just absolutely stunning. Everything inside of her is working 100%. Her fucking adrenal glands, her heart, her liver, her kidneys, her fucking large colon, her cunt, everything, her eyes, they were the white as can be. Her eyes look like fucking laser printer paper or inkjet color printer paper. That's how goddamn beautiful this woman was. Not a speck of dye was ever used on her head. And I know this because her hair was so dense. Now, I love redheaded women. I love Irish women with all my heart. And I only have one. That's all I ever want. 
Most of the women I've ever fucked has been Irish. If I was an iron weight now, I would just fuck away. Just swinging and fucking away and swinging and fucking away, swinging my dick left and right, just fucking away over there. And in between it, I'd be drinking all kinds of points of fucking booze and eating dream cake till there's no more dream cake. I have experience fucking Irish women. The only downfall of an Irish woman is this. When they get old, I'm talking older, it can be spooky. Their face fucking gets really narrow. And that beautiful orange hair that I live for, the thought of it, that keeps me, really kind of keeps me going. That beautiful orange hair, suddenly there's a half-inch gap between every fucking follicle. The fucking hair gets all stringy and starts to turn different colors, a half-inch gap between each follicle. The skin starts to make the look to make the woman look really fucking old, but their eyes really kind of get grayer and lighter blue. It's really cool with the eyes. But this chick that came down, the staircase of this magnificent home was absolutely, I'm starting to fucking look at my dick again as I do this recording. I got my two ounce fucking, my punching bag, my boxing glove on. They go by ounces. The more ounces, the less you can get hurt. The more they're, they get bigger and bigger. If you're, especially if you're just sparring with a boxing partner, they get really big. I may have to fucking knock my dick unconscious. I'm not kidding. 15.5 pounds. I get pulled up my fucking dick and I punch, pull the shaft up. It's less than in my left hand. And I take my right hand. I just fucking punch my fucking cockhead until my dick's knocked unconscious. I may have to do that right now because I'm starting to actually give myself a fucking boner. I'm starting to pop a rod thinking about this chick. Man, I'm not kidding you. Man, I'm not fucking kidding you. This was one of the most stunning bitches I ever saw, man. Stunning. Now, you know how good looking I am. It's not a joke. It's true. I've got blazing green eyes. I'm six foot two, 172 pounds. I'm well spoken and I have a great reputation. Done a lot of good things in my life, done stuff, phenomenal things. Chicks like that shit. They like people who accomplish shit. Unless they want to get fucked just one night at some bar you're at in some burned out town that you live in. That's a whole different story. I got experience with that too. When she came down the stairs, I've got so much experience, a vast amount of experience. I've collated shit. I've got all kinds of recordings. I got algorithms. I knew immediately that their daughter wanted to hump your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. Now, she's the kind of chick that you can't just say you want to hump her. I'm talking massive fucking impact from my hip area, slamming into her hip area. I'm talking exceptional an almost lunacy-like impact blast to the hips that I would fuck this person so hard. It's incredible. That's the type you can get. You know, there's other chicks who say, well, she's okay, she's pretty good looking. You don't get that idea. You think, yeah, she got fucking 10, 15 eggs left in her. Uh, yeah, it's uh, mercy fuck. I lay down, I'll bang you out. And fucking slap you around a little bit. I couldn't even lift her to throw around like I like to do, which is swing chicks around by their ponytail after I'm done fucking them and then letting them go. I couldn't even do that with some chicks. Their fucking pelvic bones are bigger. They're all fucking got bone issues. They're heavier as shit and thumpy and clunky. You can't even get them over your head. It's too dangerous. When I saw his daughter and she looked at me and I looked at her, I knew that somehow we were going to be playing with each other's genitals. One another's genitals, our hands were going to be on them. Her hand was going to be wrapped lovingly around my cock. My fucking four fingers were going to be jammed into her cunt and I was going to be sawing her in fucking half. I've done it many times. 
You put four fingers in her fucking cunt, and you just start moving your arm back and forth like you're sawing something in half. You're going to fucking saw her seam right in half, and you're going to get at her genitals. You don't know why. You don't want to want to be around there. It smells and shit. You just want to saw her the fucking half with your four fingers deep in her cunt. And if you do it right, your thumb's out. And I have the ability to do that. I've got really bendable thumbs. My thumb hits the clit as I'm sawing her in fucking half, man. It fucking saws her in half and the fucking thumb hits her clit, man. That's what I fucking do. I would do that to your sister. I'd do it to all your sisters. I'd do it to your mom if there was money involved. And I, you would see what happened when they're walking around for two weeks and they can't walk. That's how you're supposed to fuck somebody. Hey, sis, what's the matter with you? You say to her. I can't talk about it right now. Just know that I'm in a lot of pain, but for some reason associated with that pain is a goodness. I don't know what it is. It's, I do know what it is, man. Your fucking friend almost sawed me in a fucking half. With my thumb on her goddamn clit. When I saw her, Christmas and all that shit, they had eggnog out. They thought I was a special guest and all that. And eggnog out, I was there. When I saw her, I knew that if she'd be playing with my genitals, I knew I'd be playing with her genitals. I don't know why. Why do I want to get around her shithole? Why does anybody want to get around a chick's shithole? I mean, shit comes out of there. They could shit while you're fucking them, if you're fucking them that way, anally. Why would a person want to be around somebody's shithole? It's perverse. It's crazy. It's insanity. I'm talking anal sex. And I think I'm a good person. A good person. Then why would a good person want to get near somebody's shithole? Their exit hole for shit, for fecal matter. Why would they want to do that? I don't know. And I'd sick in every way. But I wanted to do that with her. I wanted to play with her shithole. I wanted my fingers in her shithole. I wanted to wrap my fingers around in a perfect fucking circle and have them in such a way that I could jam my fucking hand halfway to the, almost to my wrist in her asshole. I wanted to play with her, sh her fucking cunt, her clit. I didn't care. I fucked people so hard, no shit, that I've torn their urethra where they urinate from their cunt. As I'm fucking them, they're peeing. I didn't care. And I know better. I'd think, that's gross, that's obscene, that's an animal. Something happens to human beings that isn't explainable, that isn't right, that truly isn't fucking holy. It's just not holy. I wanted to saw this chicken half with my hand. I wanted to jam my Abraham Lincoln log splitter into her fight, fuck, tight, I said fight, the same thing, into her tight fuck hole. I wanted to put my Abraham Lincoln log splitter. That's my dick. That's what I call it. I want to jam it in her fuck hole and split her seam open. I want to see her eyes roll back like a shark when he's just biting into a fucking trigger fish. He's just biting into it, and it's almost orgasmic to a shark. That's what I wanted to happen with her. I wanted to do everything possible. This is things I think when I see this, when I feel this. I see the goosebumps on her legs. And I want to lick every goose bump. Each goose pump, each, each, each of the goose bumps, goose pimples, whatever they call them, they're like little mini volcanoes to explore with my tongue. And that's not a joke. You see, the reason I can say things like that, that's how come I get bitches. That's why I get scores and truckloads of cunt, because I can talk like that. And you can talk like that, too, once you know the secret.
once you know the techniques, and I have them here. You're getting right now for free. Take advantage of what you're hearing, because eventually I will be fucking dead. And then what? Where the fuck will you go then, fuckstick? Where will you go for this kind of fucking information, this goddamn verbal gold? Where will you get it? You can't go anywhere. Some goddamn idiots in a fucking room all trying to get a dollar from a sponsor thinking that they're somehow giving out verbalizing rare shit. The chick on the right in the table's got a yeast infection. The other one's had two abortions. The dude at the end of the table's raped three chicks and never told any bunch of garbage. But you got Norm Augustinus here, man. You got me right now, man. You could take a fucking advantage of it fully right now, man. I wanted to do all those things. I would never want to lick anybody's feet. I've done it. But I wanted to not only lick her feet, I wanted to eat her fucking toes off. I wanted it all. Her ass cakes. I just wanted to hold them for fucking days, maybe weeks, maybe fucking fortnight. I don't know. I just wanted to hold on to them. I don't know why I wanted to hold on to them. It seemed like there was safety in there. You could hold it and squeeze it and move it around. It's to be explored like the surface of another fucking planet. It's all yours. And those electrical impulses traveling up and down her spine. I wanted to decipher every electrical impulse. I put my fucking fingers on her spinal column and get these impulses, electric shocks, and read them and understand this bitch. That's all the kind of shit that happened when I saw her come down the staircase, man. There's her two fucking parents. Okay, I saw the mom. I'd let her blow me. I might bend her over something and bang her from the rear if we're out fucking. He's, we're on a hunting trip and he's invited me. I might tell her, hey, your husband's fucking about two clicks from here right now. Get on that stump right now. I don't play around. Take your pants and panties off, bend over in that stump, and I will bang you from the rear. If you want, I will put the end of the shotgun in your cunt with the shell in it. Maybe I'll hit the trigger. Maybe I won't. But that kind of thrill tends to send a woman beyond new fucking links be to the universe and back. How many women can say they've had a shotgun barrel jammed in their asshole or their cunt and there was a shell in there and your finger was on the trigger while you played with her clit underneath her legs while she's bent over on a stump? That's what chicks want, man. Why can't you see that? You come home from work, you got a fucking Gino's pizza, Tony's pizza, it costs $2.99, and you're watching something on TV. She doesn't want that. Here's what you do. You come in the house, you punch in her stomach. You throw the pizza across the fucking room and break something with it. Then you tell her you're going to fuck her till she passes out. That's the kind of shit they want. When she runs from you, you pull a fucking thirty-two caliber handgun out from under your fucking coat, and you chase her down the hall, and you tell her this. I'm going to blow the back of your skull off, and I'm going to rape you right now. Now, chicks like that shit. One time, a long time ago, I got to get back to the story here. I chased a woman in a big house. We got into a room that was being renovated. They, the whole room was apart. They had taken the, the ducts off the floor. They're, they're like the heat comes out, forced air, comes out of ducts, vents built into the floor. You can pull a vent off because you can adjust where the air goes or shut it off. I one time took a chick and I tied her to the ankles. And I told her I was going to jam her down this fucking vent. Now her feet were in it. 
She was in the fucking vent to her ankles. And I said, I don't care. You don't think it can fit. And I'm going to jam you fucking down there. And while I was jamming or pretending to jam her down the vent, I had my fucking finger in her asshole. You know, she came like five times before I jammed her fully into the vent. Now, I didn't jam her to the vent. That was the idea I wanted her to believe. But she was turned on beyond turned on. She told everybody and anybody about that story. You know, her friends were afraid of me. When they came near me, they stood near me. They backed up a little bit. But then I could see their lip quivering. I could see their eyes were dilated. That means they're turned on. And then they'd walk towards me and they'd say this to themselves. I could hear it. I want some of that. I want to be fucking threatened to be jammed down a vent in the floor in somebody's bedroom, the heat vent. I want to be jammed down that. I want to be chased with a handgun. I want a fucking guy to come through the door and throw the Gino the Tony's pizza across a goddamn room and don't care what it breaks out. And then he fucks me viciously and wildly and unpredictably. That's why chicks want me. That's why your sister would want me. I keep reminding you and saying about your sister. Because it's likely you got one that's pretty desirable. And I think I could help her. I I think I could very much help her. <clears throat> Fucking saw, man. Four fingers and a cunt in my thumb hitting her clit. Saw your fucking... <clears throat> <clears throat> So the chick comes down the staircase. Let's get back to the story, fuckstick. The chick comes down the staircase, and I'm all fucking buzzed out. Man, I'm peaked. Feeling peaked, peaked. I'm just gone. I'm like a rubber band that you could pull as hard as you could pull it with two people before it breaks. That's how wrapped up I am, how wound up I am. Fucking wound up. That's how bad I am. So she takes him over to the Christmas tree, and the parents are talking. They turn around, and they're fooling around with the eggnog and shit like that. The father walks over to the refrigerator. The mom's dicking around with the fucking eggnog. I think other people are coming over at that point. And I hear them pour more booze into the eggnog. Now, the only reason they would do that, she did it. The woman did it, her mother. The only reason they would pour more booze into the eggnog is... She wants to lessen her inhibitions. She wants to uncrack the fuck door that'll open up where you can really get to a chick that isn't that won't perform. She's looking to unlock her torso fucking lock because she's turned on to your correspondent. So she puts more booze on it. She's thinking about me sexually. She's been stuck with this guy's dick. He controls her with money and all this fucking other shit with his house. He keeps her control, keeps her reined in. But when she saw me, she wanted to fuck me. That's why she added more booze. They're dicking around in the kitchen. And then I walk over to the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree has all kinds of packages under it. It's beautiful. It's on a hardwood floor. The Christmas tree's on it. He's even put lights up that aim at the Christmas tree. It's magnificent. It's by a gigantic fireplace on the other side of the room. And there's the Christmas packages. You know, all the packages that you'd see under a tree. The girl's looking at me funny. And... I could feel her looking at me funny. And I could see goosebumps on her legs. She had a short mini, like a mini skirt thing on, not quite a mini skirt. And I could see her eyes dilated. And there was perspiration above her upper lip. Now, she had a low-cut top on. And then I started to see little blotches appear. Now, if you've never seen that happen to a woman, that means you don't know what the fucking shit in hell you're doing. With the blotches on her chest, it means that she's beginning to get turned on beyond turned on. 
It's like a furnace inside of her. It's been turned on, and everything inside her is heating up. And these are like preliminary burn-throughs that you'd see with paper or something if there's a fire under it. These little red blotches are like little preliminary burn-throughs, and she's beyond fucking revved up. She's buzzed with regards to me. And I want to I wanna be with her. I want to play with her genitals. I want to play with her, her ass cakes. I want to play with her cunt, her shithole, her thighs. I just want to play with every part of her like I've never wanted anybody before with this woman. Part of it is youth. I mean, that's why people want to fuck you. They get married with the idea that they're marrying into youth and they have this. There's, they, these are the benefits. Nobody marries an old bag of shit unless she's got money. She's frail or something. Might la not last long. So I think to myself, how could I get with her? I can't let this guy think less of me. I can't let the woman, his, his wife, who's probably banged half the area and put more booze into the egg, eggnog, I can't let them think poorly of your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. Hope I said it enough for you, miss. I can't let them think poorly of me. How can I get with her? So we're talking there, her and the girl, her, the girl and I, and I say to her, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to somehow connect with you. We're like mumbling this shit. It's like totally wrong. She just goes, uh-huh, and she's putting her head up and down. And she wants your correspondent too. Now, would you believe when I'm standing there, you probably would believe this, her goddamn nipples come out. Must have been an inch. And they're so pink because she's so fresh and, and, and beautiful and young that her nipples are so pink, I can see the nipples, I can see the areola, it's pink, and it's bursting through her shirt, the colors. It's like the sun has fucking come out, little suns, and it's really got a grip on me. It's got, it's clutching on to me like somebody clutching onto you from the grave. Like you come up to their grave, and you're there, and they're clutching onto your ankle. They don't want to go. Please save them. Please don't let them go. It's like that, some kind of feeling like that. So she hands me a piece of paper. And on that paper is a telephone number, and I put it in my pocket. Now, the rest of the fucking day that I'm there at the house, I'm walked around the property, I'm walked up to Lake Superior, I see all these beautiful snowmobiles or snow machines, I see all these things that he takes me around. He's got a heated fucking, the bottom of the patio out there, near the boat launch, it's a heated concrete platform, he's explaining it to me why it's like that. It's just a really fascinating and cool house. But I got the girl's number. I can't really hear the guy. I mean, he's walking me around and shit, taking me around the house, shows me his heated driveway, in addition to the heated platform on the, on the lake, shows me his fucking driveway, his beautiful cars. He's got a garage that has a car that can go into the ground. The car goes up and down, and it's a vintage car, 56 Buick, I think it was. It looked brand new. It would go into the ground like an elevator, come out of the ground in the garage. He's showing me all this shit. Now, all I hear is something like fucking Charlie Brown when the teacher's talking. All, all I can hear him, I see his mouth moving and shit, and I'm trying hard to hold myself together. But all I'm hearing is... I'm just hearing that. Because I want what's in the house. The jewel that's in the house. Somehow, her youth, her vibrancy, everything in her will somehow transfer into me. And I believe, I think I think this, I'll, I'll be somehow go back in time. I like to believe that, and I know that's a psychological answer the psychiatrist would tell you, but I don't believe it's anything like that. I just want to saw this bitch in half. I want my four fingers in her cunt. 
I want my thumb hitting her clip when I'm sawing her in half. My four fingers are going in and out of her fuckhole. I want that going on. I want to see her dilated, vacant eyes. I want the whole fucking package. I want it. That's all I think about. We have dinner and shit. Now, they have stuffing that they serve. It's preliminary stuffing. She called it something else, cranberry stuffing. It's not quite the dinner that she explained to me that she's going to have at Christmas. But when the stuffing comes out, the stuffing smells like pussy. Have you ever smelled stuffing that smelled like pussy? Like something was bad in it? Like, I don't really know, the gravy? The stuffing smells like pussy. And I immediately look over to the daughter when I, she brings this plate of stuffing out. She's got some helper there, too, a woman doing other things. When she brings the stuffing out, I smell the stuffing and I smell pussy. And that pussy idea, I look over to the woman there. And all I'm thinking there as I'm sitting at this beautiful grand table is, I wish I had my two-ounce boxing glove, this fucking thing. I would take it and I'd pick my dick up and I'd beat my dick unconscious by punching into my fucking dickhead with my fucking two-ounce punching glove, my boxing glove, and knocking unconscious for a while because it's driving me in ways I don't want to be exposed in public. She brings out the stuffing, man, the cranberry. When the cranberry comes out on the table, she said that the woman made it in her and I made it with real cranberries. She was explaining it to me. When the cranberry comes out, they spill some, and it's on a white tablecloth. When they spill the cranberry sauce as it's going to somebody else at the table, another couple came over during the time we were out in the yard and all that. When they spill the cranberry sauce, I see what looks like blood on the white cloth on the white tablecloth. Now, I've seen that many fucking times, and I'll tell you why. And you should know this. You should be prepared for this, and don't run away from it. I have literally humped hundreds of women that are on their period. They're on the fucking, whatever you want to call it, the cotton pony, whatever bullshit they call it, whatever terms they have. I have literally fucked hundreds of women on their period. The minute I see that, and it's been blood all over. I mean, I'm not shitting you. I had a cop once that stopped me when I was parking, and I was in a car with a light interior, and it was an SUV, and there was blood all over the place because I was banging out this bitch in the goddamn car. And when he came up, before he came to the door, she threw something over her body because she didn't want to be seen naked. He thought I had killed somebody, and she had to come out, take the thing off, explain to her that she's on the rag, and that's her fucking rag blood. I've literally humped chicks on the rag a zillion times. When I see that blood... I'm like I'm fucking insane. I'm like I'm out of my goddamn gourd. The blood reminds me of a period, and I want her period. I just want it. And I tell myself, that's her period. She's on her period. She's dropping an egg. She's so goddamn fertile. There's 300,000, 400, maybe 800,000 eggs in this young chick's torso. And there's her fucking rag blood showing me demonstrative, actually doing a picture fucking essay for me that she's on the rag and she's ready. That egg got away. But there's more eggs in there. And who are they for? They're for me, fuckstick. They're for me. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. That's what I saw. I smelled the stuffing. I smelled pussy. I saw the fucking the cranberry sauce. I thought of her cunt. It's all her cunt. Now, we went through all the shit, and then her dad says to her, why don't you take Norm around show him around the house? As we're walking around, and I was surprised at that, honestly, quite honestly, I was shocked because I know the mom wanted to fuck me, and then she wanted, to, she, she wanted her to be the one showing me around the house, and maybe she'd trip on the carpet. Maybe she'd trip over her fucking senile German schnauzer and she'd land on a bed or land on some fucking fo some couch, some fucking lover's seat or a love seat. She'd fall on that and I'd bang her out in two seconds before we went back down. She wanted that to be her. 
The woman took me around, the young girl, the vibrant thing. When she took me around room to room, this is no lie. I'm not kidding you. I got to get to the point of this. What happened? As she's walking down this massive hallway during the holidays, this just fucking happened a little while ago, but then something else happened. As she's walking down the, this hallway, I can see liquid between her thighs. This is no shit. Like drops of liquid running down her thighs. Try to imagine if you're crying. You slapped a bitch around. She, you're mad at her. She's fucking overspent your charge card bills. You caught her with the toe beef down the street with a big dick. Uh, try to imagine that. And she's crying now. And you see the tears going down her face. You've seen those tears. Surely you have. You've been a catalyst to that. I'm sure you have many times, like I have. As the tears are dripping down the inside of her thighs, they're vaginal juices. She's that fucking wet for me. She can't wait, nor can she think. There is no more thinking involved. It's just mechanical. The body says, this is the cum I want. Here's the eggs. Perfect match to the cum to the eggs. And we want it at all costs. It's not even letting her have a chance to think. As she's walking, I see the drops leaking down between her thighs. As she's walking down the hallway, showing me the rooms like she's a zombie. Like like she's, uh, what's that fucking thing? Uh, that schizoid, paranoid, or, or, or psychopaths, or whatever it is, fucking schizophrenia and the catatonic schizophrenia, they talk, but there's not much else there. You see them talking, but there's nothing behind it, no real fucking aliveness. She's showing me the rooms and pointing, and I see the stuff leaking from between her legs, man. It's incredible. She's that fucking turned on for your correspondent, and so she should be. And so should you or your sister or your twin sister, your triplets, your good-looking cousin. And they all are because I have it. They used to talk about the it factor. I have it. I just have it. I've got truckloads of fucking it. i got fucking tons and tons of oatmeal containers like the ones I had to pecaning paralyzer. I have tons and tons of those filled with fucking it in my house up here in upper northern Michigan. If you want to get that it, you can come up here. If you're orange hair, if you've got orange eyes, light skin, lots of freckles, big tits that are white like fucking clouds flouting by, filled with possibility, and pink nipples, then you're welcome. I don't want no minority. Minorities attract minorities. I don't want any shit like that. I want a regular bitch who's not out to fucking conquer the world who will die fucking an overdose of antidepressants in a Motel 6 when she's 41. I don't want that. So we're walking down all the halls, we start talking, and I tell her I'll call her before we get back to the staircase. And at some point she touched me. When they're touching you and stuff, they're trying to make a contact. When I saw her room, bedroom, which was beautiful, I could just imagine how the springs were giving way from all the multiple orgasms she's experienced on that bed during her solo fucking flights, orgasmic flights, her cuntal experiments with her hands probing and pounding and pinching and going into things and wetness. I just imagine this fucking bed on the verge of complete and utter chaos, the springs collapsing, atomizing. I could hear the sound, and the mom and dad in there trying to ignore that. Wondering why they're not alive anymore. So we talked as I got to the staircase. I said I'd call her as nice as I could. Now we go down the stairs, and as she goes down the stairs, 
she feels the, the vaginal lubricant, the juices coming from her cunt, and she wipes with her hand the inside of her thighs before she gets back to the room. Isn't that something? I mean, in your fucking entire life, have you ever had anything like that happen? No. Anything like that has ever come by you where it's your dumpy bar burned out in the burned out town you're in in Pennsylvania? No. None of that shit happens. I make that shit happen because of mind power, fuckstick, because that's all I want to draw towards me. I don't allow the other one to come near me. I deny it. The other one is meaning emptiness. Emptiness, solitude, isolation, low pay. I don't allow it. I block it. I dismiss it. So when I'm there until 11 o'clock at night or so, 11.15. And then when I go back home, I don't know, a day or two goes by. And when those day or two goes by, I had called her and told her what I was going to do. There was no way I could, I hate to say this, there was no way I could fuck her because of my reputation, because of the sterling reputation that I have, because of who I think I am. I have some rules. I couldn't fuck this I almost said, uh, I couldn't fuck this woman. It would destroy my relationship with this man and what he thought about me and the woman too. Even though, who knows what's going on in their minds. Here's what I did. I got invited back just about, what's today? This is Saturday when I made this recording. I got invited back to the house on Thursday, which means I made a good impression. And they wanted me to come back on Thursday. Now, on Wednesday night... This is no shit. Below that room where the Christmas tree was, the hardwood floors, and there was a fireplace over to the right, far and right. Below that area was a basement, a massive basement. And this is the idea I got. And this is what I arranged with this stunning woman. It was just a gift to see her. Honest to God, I'd never say that. Out there in fucking Lake Superior in the middle of nowhere, she's just bubbling with the fucking ideation and all kinds of shit, man. Wide open and ripe. So here's the idea I got. I talked to her about it on the phone. She let me in on Wednesday night. And on Wednesday night, I went into the basement and I cut a hole into the basement floor using a hole saw. You know what a hole saw is? I used a hole saw and I used a jigsaw. A jigsaw is a blade that goes up and down. A hole saw is, really it wasn't a hole saw, it was a drill with a round thing connected to it that you could cut holes into walls and shit. And I had a jigsaw. I went into the basement after the girl told me when her parents were in bed. Now their fucking rooms were way away from the Christmas tree. They never would have heard me. I just assumed it was a given. She said they never came out of the room after they went to bed. They had a big bar in their bedroom, probably were wasted. I went into the basement below. She let me in. I went into the basement and I cut a hole in the floor with a round hole cutter thing. Like, let's just say a hole saw. And then I took a jigsaw and cut a square about, I'd say it was, I'm using my hand right now. I guess it was four inches by four inches or four, five inches, four inches by four inches square. I cut this into the floor too. Now, why would I do that? Why? Because I've, this was the way I had to do it. That's why. I just, there was no other way. I, could, I couldn't openly fuck this woman. So then I went back upstairs, and I took the Christmas presents. I cut these holes right where the Christmas tree was. I took a Christmas presents that I made, and I had previously wrapped, and the bottom was cut out of the Christmas present. 
Both the presents I put over the holes I cut in the floor. The bottom was cut out of the present. And then I took super glue and super glued the Christmas present to the floor. Both of them, both holes, both uh, over both holes using super glue. This is sound made up, but it's not. This is the mind I have. I think you know that. I'm known as an inventor. Look me up, Fuckstick. It's not a joke. I'm not fucking making shit up here. This isn't a fucking stage play or some shit like that. I'm not at some church gathering fucking standing up there imitating some fuck. I don't know. I'm just not. So I put the two boxes on the floor and super glued them to the floor. And I also used duct tape for more strength and then some contact cement to make sure they wouldn't move. Now, they look like regular presents there on the floor. Here's what I did. I later on came back, and this is Thursday, when I was invited on. There's the two Christmas presents. Now, before I came up and showed myself to the family and everything and come up the stairs already, I was under the fucking floor of the floor under the Christmas tree, and I had rigged it so that these little screwable eyelets that I put into the trusses under the floor, I had rigged it so that they would hold me up under the floor, and I was under the floor, held up by these eyelets, and these little cables I pulled across these eyelets, and I got inside that, Now I have a 15.5 pound dick, and I made sure it was erect because it knew what was coming, and then I pushed my dick up through the floor near the Christmas tree, and it went through the box, that this package, this Christmas package, it went through that, and then the box lid went back on. Why did I do that? And additionally, the other box, which had the big opening, that was directly over my mouth. It was a little flat box. It must have been, uh, four inches high, three inches high, just a little flat box like you bought somebody a Frisbee or two Frisbees was in the box. Now, before I was to show up, I went under the floor under the Christmas tree and I rigged myself really tight to the floor underneath the Christmas tree and I had my big dick push through the package and I had my face over the other hole that I cut the bigger hole. Now, this girl, I mean this woman, she sat on top of the one box and my dick was in the other box. She took the lid off. And I ate her out while she looked like she was just sitting on a Chris under the Christmas tree and she was sitting on a box or something. I ate her out. And while I ate her out, she was beating my meat off in the other Christmas tree box. It just looked like she was sitting under the fucking Christmas tree lounging. Even the woman that worked for him, the other woman that was at the, when they were cooking and making shit, that woman walked into the room a couple times. It didn't look like anything. The girl was just sitting there. She was sitting there and her hand was inside a package. Maybe she had given it to somebody and she was inspecting what was inside the package. But in reality, she was beating me off under the Christmas tree. My dick was hidden inside the Christmas package, the Christmas wrapped gift. Her fucking face, her cunt, her shithole, her cunt was laying on top of the box that I cut the hole into, the thin box. I was eating her out while I was being beaten off. This isn't a joke. Yeah, it was a little hard. Yeah, it was hard to get up there. Dad had a ladder down the basement. I slid under the cutting cables I put under the trusses with these little eyelets. I slid under those cables, had my dick out, got myself positioned perfectly. I was under the packages, the Christmas presents. I was eating her off, eating her out. I said eating her off. It's like I was being beaten off, too. Once or twice, I felt her mouth go down on my cunt like she was just inspecting the presents, looking under the tree. She sucked my cock. She beat me off, and I was eating her out, and my genitals and shit, the important parts, her genitals, was all hidden. 
while I was eating around under the tree. Her ass was inside this package that I, with a hole inside of it that went through the floor. While I was eating around, my face was soaking wet in her vaginal juices. It was like I was a fucking kid, man, and somebody was pouring KO syrup on my face, and I was licking it and lapping it and loving it and swallowing it. I went nuts. She beat me off. She sucked me off. And then when we were done, when my dick went soft, when she came, sitting under the Christmas tree, jerking all over the place, she said the tree almost fell over and the balls were all shaking. I mean, people came to the room, the mom and dad, they didn't suspect a thing. How could anybody suspect a thing? With something that utterly fantastic and brilliant and blazingly unique. When I fucking came, it was incredible. I've never come hanging on underneath the fucking floor of a house, pushed tightly to the floor. I've never come in that situation. I've never had my mouth on top, on, under the floorboards, and I'm eating out pussy. Pussy that, that no one would think was being eaten out. When she came, man, the whole goddamn floor shook where I was at. You know the little cables I had rigged under the thing, under the trusses? The whole fucking thing shook. And their vaginal lips had like become blood engorged and were like literally hanging out of the fucking hole I cut into the floor down to my face. It was just a bunch of meat, like two re really rare pork chops, two rare steaks, never cooked. It was like on my face like that. It was wonderful. It was just wonderful, man. When I took my dick out the hole, I almost got a splinter. I remember feeling it. I looked for it. I didn't get it. But my fuck stick was covered in jism. I don't know how much. Two fistfuls, three fistfuls of cum? When you're super turned on, there are cum reservoirs inside your genitals. And it'll give you another fucking fist or two fistfuls of cum that comes out of that fucking storehouse. That extra supply room where cum is held for the really super fucks. The once in a lifetime fucks. And that's what happened to me. Cum was everywhere was dripping off my waist and my torso, dripping off and hanging off my ass area as I was clinging to the fucking, the roof of the basement. It was one of the most unique things I've ever done. When we were done fucking and all that, she tapped my dick and then she pulled her ass out of the hole that was on the other, inside the other package and she looked down into the hole and she was so pleased, man. She was so goddamn thrown for a loop. And she even said this to me. I don't know if you'd ever get this. It's not probably possible. She said, I love you. Honest to God. I was her first fuck. Almost fuck. I didn't put my dick in her hole. But it was almost. It was all the stuff that every woman dreams of. When we were done fucking, I unlatched the fucking wires, I unscrewed the eyelets, and I glued the pieces I cut out of the floor back into the floor using fucking Elmer's wood glue. He had it down there in the basement. And then she took the presents off, ripped them off. I just had fucking duct tape and super glue and some contact cement. She ripped the fake presents off the floor. It was incredible. We later talked on the phone. She said that when I ate her out, it made a, made a movement in her, made, and it hit something. It was moving how hard you ate And she out. said she didn't want it to go away. Later on in a phone call. When I came to the fucking gathering, I don't know what it was, two hours later, I just stayed in the basement. Give me a couple seconds. Oh.
I stayed in the basement looking at my cock, looking up at the holes, looking at the wonderment of what I had fucking done. <coughs> Two hours later, or so I think, I went up the stairs, went out the back way, came to the front door, and I rang the bell, and I came in, and I said, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to the one and only... My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We meet at the big clock in cyberspace. It's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall. Brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey, bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, Recording. We lie you gently down. We pop the corks in your toes. And all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange-colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus. And instantly and almost automatically, you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. 
Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Louise, I miss you so very much. Please know I am working hard to make a large amount of money. I want to be able to support you in the way you should be supported. I know you will come back to me when I tell you about my latest money-making venture. Louise, did you know that pussy scalps are worth thousands of dollars? Pussy scalps are hairy pubic mounds that have been violently lopped off from a woman's crotch area using a razor-sharp Indian tomahawk. Indians scalped millions of young women's cunts in the early days when America was just coming about. Pussy scalps are worth a fortune. Louise, I am acting as a pussy scalp tour guide in rural Upper Michigan. I get $500 per person to help my clients locate ancient buried pussy scalps. I also get 10% if and when my customers find a cache of tasty young women cunt scalps. At one time, there were hundreds of thousands of young virginal women living in log cabins and in mud homes. When these women were cooking beans or venison over an open fire, they often had their pubic mound chopped off by an Indian. Everyone wants one of these sexy, provocative pubic scalps, myself included. This is just a quick update on my successes. One day I hope to come to your house with a big truck filled with early frontier virgin pussy scalps. I gotta go. I have a new expedition starting shortly. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the funeral home on 8th Avenue. She was working in the basement cutting areolas and nipples off dead women. She let the areolas dry out, and then your big-titted little sister glues them onto the bottom of shoes so that people won't slip while walking in snow. They're like cleats, only way better. I guess people are willing to pay almost anything for them. While I visited with your big-titted little sister, she blew me while I massaged her clit with my big toe, and I ate her out. After we came a dozen times or more, we threw freshly cut areolas at each other while we danced and sang Christmas songs. Ladies and gentlemen, the Upper Northern Michigan Cunt Scalp Expedition is about ready to begin. While we have your attention, we currently have anal expanders on sale. Nothing like having an anal expander when you're in the rural woods. Additionally, we are currently selling vaginal insect spray, which gets rid of crabs immediately, and we are selling condoms that are made of supernatural magnifying rubber. It'll make your dick look a hundred times bigger to the bitch when you're out here scratching around in the dirt looking for cunt scalps. All the expedition employees hope you find truckloads of vaginal scalps. Please remember this expedition gets 10% of any cunt scalps you may find.
One more thing, we have 48-ounce cans of beans that you can buy for 58 cents a can. Thank you for signing up for the Cunt Scalps Expedition. You'll all be in the history books. That is all. Fuck! Ah! Uh. 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 Uh. Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.